0: Welcome to Engaging Parenting, the Bridgeway podcast on parenting kids and teens. We're here to talk specifically about the glorious and terrifying work of parenting teenagers in our culture, why being spiritually and culturally informed is essential, and discussing practical tips on how you can parent competently and watch your teenagers thrive. My name is Pastor Cliff, and I'm here with Pastor Matt. And our guest today is is a guest that I've been looking forward to being on this podcast for a while. Um, our guest is Fritz Moga. He is the Associate Professor of Youth Ministry, right? Um, He's the key professor key of professor, youth ministry there. Yeah. And what's great about having Fritz on this podcast is he was my youth ministry professor um, back in the day when I was at Jessup. In fact, I don't think I've told you this story yet, Fritz, mm. but um, when I first was deciding to go in youth ministry, I talked about the tall guy or the short guy. Oh yeah! And the tall guy was you, and the short guy was Les Christy, Of course. And um, so whenever I talked to my parents about the professors, they're like, "Oh, tall guy or short guy." <laughs> and so, um, I'm glad I got to be tall guy. Yeah, yeah. You were a tall guy, and you know, you you taught me so much about youth ministry. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited to to share with the parents of this region kind of your your wisdom. Mm-hmm. So really, really glad to have you on.
1: Thanks. Yeah. yeah,
2: can you tell us a little bit of your background, like uh, how you ended up teaching at Jessup? You've been there quite a long time, mm-hmm. yeah. as well as doing youth ministry, teaching and formation, and student life.
1: And um, but you also were a youth pastor for years. So you really? want to give us a yeah. quick little background of yourself? You bet. Yeah, Cliff you used the word wisdom. Yeah, I think there's a certain age you have to be older than to to have the word wisdom used. So <laughs> I've arrived at yeah. that. There you go. Uh, and Cliff, ironically, I will say when I would refer to students, I would refer to tall students or a Cliff. So, you know, <laughs> Perfect. It went, it that works out so too. well. I think every episode we find a way of making, <laughs> making that emphasized. A, a short joke. That's so good. <laughs> Love that. <laughs> uh, I have been at William Jessup University. I am finishing my 19th year. Wow. wow. Did not know I would grow old here. Wow. And I have been teaching youth Almost all that time when I first came to the university, I was helping with, running like the chapel programs and missions and service and all that kind of stuff. So this is the end of my 15th year full-time teaching youth ministry. Um, Before that, I was a youth pastor, like you say, for about 19 years. So I'm moving into the the longest career I've ever had in a certain thing, Mm -hmm. moving into my 20th year, uh, at two different churches back in the Bay Area and uh, it was like about 8 years at one and about 11 at the other wow Ele- yeah awesome. 11 11 11 Freaking years is like that's a legendary within yeah. youth ministry I, it definitely is I know, that's
2: I really know. good
0: yeah that's awesome
1: uh so, what else do you want to know about what i do so so what is what are
2: some of the classes give us a, maybe a little bit of a taste of maybe your sure. three favorite classes you like to teach oh they're
1: all my favorite uh, let me tell you one right now that is just ah oh, just I'm digging it. It's called Teaching and Speaking to Teenagers. And that's good. And I'm really just trying. I, here's here's one of the good things about being a professor versus actually being a youth pastor. I can tell all my students, there's all this stuff you should go do. Go do it. Go do it. <laughs> I, I don't have to do it. Like yeah. I just tell them. And in this particular course, it's really trying to convince people that 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 maybe it's there there's the new model is coming. You know, the old model, a lot of youth ministries, we come there, we play a game, there's some worship, somebody stands up and talks for a while, quite a while sometimes. Mm-hmm. And I just think as you look at learning styles, there's so many different ways to do things. Yeah. And so today our discussion was actually about technology in ministry and how the different things you can use. And what I love about that is students also get to teach me in my courses because they're the younger ones and they're doing the work. So that's yeah. cool. Yeah. But I love counseling youth. I have one with youth men's skills. We're actually going on a camp out in two weeks. Do you remember yes, the camp out? I, the camp?
0: I remember the camp out. Yeah. I was the youth pastor of that camp out.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. We choose one yeah. student to be the youth pastor in yes. case there's problems.
0: Do you remember what you said to me at the end of our camp out? Uh, not at all. Oh, I, I still do. I think I told you about this. You said to me, you said, if I was a senior pastor right now, I'd hire you as my youth pastor. I
2: remember
1: that. And I remember then me. we got to do that. I did. Yes. We got I to do passed that, that, passed that exact along. dream cool. and vision. Yeah, yeah. Um, and what else I teach? Uh, I said counseling, youth men skills. I don't know. There's probably a couple others in there. Uh, Matt actually teaches one for me called? Youth Culture, Trends, and Issues. That's yes. Right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, no, it's been awesome to get a chance to serve
2: um, beneath and alongside of uh, Fritz mm-hmm. and be a part of that. Um, there's a lot of really good programs at Jessup, and the youth men program is one of the- Not only historic ones, but it's just one of the main feeders in the region of youth pastors. So many end up interning at churches and Mm -hmm. taking over at churches, pointing at Pastor Cliff Mm -hmm. right now. And uh, yeah, it's so awesome. And so we brought Fritz here because we really wanted to kind of tap some of his wisdom and thoughts. And so we're going to have a couple different episodes here with Fritz. But um, today we're really going to be looking at kind of how do parents partner Mm -hmm. with not only their students, but how do they partner with the youth ministries that are working with their students? So yeah. so we're assuming, it's a big presumption, but we're assuming that um, those of you that are listening to this, your kids are probably at a church or plugged into a youth ministry. We, we hope they are because it's such a, a powerful place where God can do transformation, but there's still a role that you parents have in partnering with with the students, and so Fritz um, has a has some great material that he teaches on on kind of the five levels of involvement that parents can have. Mm-hmm. Um, Fritz, why don't you kind of start us with this first one? What's the what's the kind of level one number one process that sure. is great for parents, and even give us some of the the paradigm that you're trying to set up for both youth pastors to think about mm-hmm. and parents to think about?
1: Yeah. Yeah. When I was starting to design this course many, many years ago now, I, I found a flyer from a local church. They were actually a church plant at the time. I don't know if they're still around. I won't say their name, but on their uh, their flyer, they had this statement. It was all about the youth ministry. So they're planting a church, but they were really just pushing youth ministry as a, a reason why you'd come to this church. And they had this statement. It said, because every kid needs an adult who's crazy about him." Yeah. And I, I love that. that. That's so good. Like everybody needs... Adults. These kids need the people around them that are—they're crazy about them. Just think they're—they're they're the bees knees. Think they're the best. Yeah. And so parents are certainly one of those. So this first level is something. If you're a parent of a teenager, you already do it. You just don't know you're part of the team necessarily, and it's just about being informal and unofficial. So I had three daughters. My two daughters were in in the ministry when I was the youth pastor. And the oldest, especially, her friends were at the house all the time. So whether I was the paid guy or just any other parent, I was already doing youth ministry. Mm. I had five, six girls at the house all the time. They'd hang out. They'd spend the night. They'd talk about life. uh, We'd feed them food. We'd take them on little trips in our car. And that was part of ministry. Now, no youth pastor ever said, hey, by the way, do you know you're already doing that? So when I begin to recognize that, I want to empower parents for this. Yeah right? I want to say, Absolutely. you're already doing this, so recognize it. And, and then we get to say, you're doing the job you should be doing. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I, as I'm
0: hearing you, Fritz, I'm kind of putting my mind in a parent's mind. I think it's really um, crucial to understand that, you know, it's not just the youth ministries who know all about these students. It's also hmm. the parents. And so when they come home and they're struggling with different things about high school or, or anything like that, like you as a parent, you have the authority And I hope you know this and you have the competency to say and speak truth into your teenagers' lives. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of times we miss that because we're like, oh, they're never going to listen to me because I'm their parent. And yeah, in a certain extent that might be true, but also still walk in that same confidence of, hey, you know what you're
1: doing. Yeah. Well, that's the beautiful blend of having uh, parents and then having non-parents both thinking they're crazy and being crazy about their teen, right? Yeah. Because the parents are going to do certain things and we never want to usurp that Position that's Mm. their rightful position, they are the primary spiritual caregivers of their children. Yeah, but there are those times when they go, Mom, Dad, no, they're nuts, and that's when youth ministry can come in because we've got young, hip, cool people who can talk to them about different things in a different manner. Might be the exact same thing the parents have been saying, but they might hear it from somebody else better. Yeah, Yeah. but I like what you're, I like what the good challenge is. And for those of you that are listening, like, like, you have to be involved,
2: and I think a lot of us we hear that within parenting. But be involved with your kids' friends. Be involved mm-hmm. with those social dynamics. Because sometimes what happens by the time people get to middle school or high school, and I think this is where a lot of this catalyst comes from, correct me if I'm wrong, Fritz, is parents tend to think what by the time their kids are yeah. in middle school or high school, it's the youth pastors, youth mm-hmm. leaders' mm-hmm. jobs to minister and do, do all this. that. Yeah. And like I like what both of you guys are saying. It has to be both. Um, and so like, you know, so there's a lot of different ideas that you mentioned, like for your family, what are some other ideas, any, anybody on that, that you can kind of initiate to, to get, get your, your son or daughter's, you know, friends together and doing stuff. You mentioned invite them in the long on trips. Um, you know, like, like sometimes parents forget that, like, even if you're going to go do a day trip or a weekend Mm -hmm. trip, um, it's great to involve other kids within that, um,
1: So I don't know. And if you have, if you have a pool, if you have a boat, if you do those kinds of things, that really plays into it. One of the problems with this is, well, not, not really a problem, but one of the perspectives would be these are often just kind of closed groups. It's it's your son, his two friends, your daughter, her four friends, and as a parent, you can be a little more proactive in saying, "Is there anybody else?" You know, even even challenging your kids. You know, other kids in your youth group, or kids that you know that aren't as included, and I don't know, that would be pretty super cool if kids could open up, and say, "Yeah, I'll invite so and so that doesn't usually come to hang out at our house." So yeah,
2: it's more missional that yeah. way. So it's not mm-hmm. just, uh, "Hey, invite your clique, right. with friends together." Right. So
0: there's there's not a lot of people out there that really enjoy hosting. Mm. Yeah, there's a few, but I think when as parents, if we set this standard of, "Hey, we want our home to be a host home." And we give our teenager that confidence. Hey, I can hang out with my friends. Why don't just do it at my place and then invite other people? Like that creates such a great relationship with you and your kids' friends, but also your your student and you, because they're like, man, thank you for allowing my friends to come over. Um, and yeah, maybe they like the fact that you know you're that you're always around, but also you're able to to minister your kid right there. And that's where you sit down after to create. I love your what you said, Fritz, about the close groups. Because even after you have one of those hangouts, you, you know talk to, talk to your kid and you're like, why wasn't so-and-so there? Or have you thought of anybody else you can invite? Because probably their first initial thought was, no, they're not cool enough. But mm-hmm. you even asking that question starts them thinking, oh, yeah. maybe I should be inviting other people.
1: And there is always that house right I don't know if it was your house growing yeah. up or your house growing yeah, up but it was not always mine
2: it was the tackets my oh my, yeah my friends the tackets they uh I was at their house I, actually this weekend I went over there because <laughs> they were my friend and his wife were over there for his dad's birthday and I hung oh. out at their house so much that you know I just swung by on yeah. Saturday night and yeah. hung out with his family and yeah that was that was the family and the
1: other advantage that I, I think of being the host home is you get a glimpse into that teenage where a lot of parents, they get their own kids' glimpse. They don't get the rest of it. Mm-hmm. And they don't get invited to their parties, other places. So if you host, it's like, wow, I see this kid and that kid and what they're doing. And, yep. and you hear stories about other people's families or things that are going on. And it, it can just enlarge your whole world of what your teen is going through by doing that. So yeah. pretty cool. Good. And what's it's nice is
2: it can move from, and we'll go on to the second one here, mm-hmm. but it can move from, being informal and unofficial to you start sliding towards more official, but it still doesn't have to be uh, like an official event of no. the youth ministry. But I mean, parents, like what if you even contacted Pastor Cliff or Pastor Ryan or even a volunteer leader you've you've got to know and okay. you say, hey, like, hey, we're going to have a bunch of people over to swim or we're going out on the lake. Who's three or four kids that, mm. you know, they can come along with our kids or, you know, is there anything? And it doesn't have to be this official thing, right. but it's another unofficial connection point that's transformative
1: so so other than this podcast like how are those parents going to know that right so affirming them and maybe even making it somehow intentional that you guys are actually telling your parents this right? this is hey just to let you know you're already part of our ministry this is just what the first stage reinforcing it that's good tell us about stage two uh behind the scenes and supportive so a lot of times you might have parents that are, they're committed to the mission like they want this to go well they're they're church people and they they get it and they want their kids around uh, and they might even have a little time in their schedule to help uh, but they maybe they're maybe they're kind of quiet they don't see themselves as this you know t- t- typical stereo, stereo, what's the word Stereotypical? Stereotypical. There you go. Typical youth stereo. person. Like they're not jumping up and down a lot. They're not doing that. Maybe they're new to their faith. Maybe their kids started going to youth group before they showed up. And mm-hmm. and so they don't feel confident and like, I couldn't be a youth leader. But they still want to do something, still want to make an impact. And so I have this, just a whole list of all kinds of things that parents can do that would be supportive, but it would be just behind the scenes work. So I'll just go through some of these. Stop me if you got questions or want to talk about them. So... Um, Well, let me ask you this first. If you guys had a parent that said, hey, I got some time. Do you got anything for me to do? Could you find something for them to do? Yeah. There's always (laughs) something to do, right? Absolutely. There's always something to do. Right. And they don't have to have any contact with anyone necessarily. Like they can just come do the work. And so, So again, we're inviting parents to be a part of the ministry, yeah, not the part that everybody thinks about sometimes, but all these other issues. So, um, assisting with office work, copying, collating. Do you guys ever print anymore? Do you
0: yeah, printing's a thing. Printing's a thing still. A thing still? Yeah.
1: Good. Okay. Yeah, we print on. <laughs> we print the iPad and then it. <laughs> right. Right. Three <laughs> D printer. Uh, if you do PowerPoint, um, or any kind of so presentation software, maybe they can even help with that. If they have some skills with that researching topics, I, you know, I didn't do this. A lot of the stuff that I, I know now I didn't necessarily do as a youth pastor. Cause I, I learned it as a professor and what I need to teach students. Yeah. But say you got a topic, say you're talking, I'll talk about, uh, you know, friendships, you could just set somebody on the path of do some research, get some statistics, find out what's going on, and man, they could come back. They could be you could have like your own walking Wikipedia in the yeah. term of a parent that could help out in that. I
0: stuff. I literally just um, recruited my first ever like research team. It's mm-hmm. only one person. It's it's, <laughs> it's one a daddy. small team. But I I'm, I'm really excited about it because sometimes I don't have the, mm-hmm. the bandwidth to go and do research. Yeah. And even our senior pastor here, Pastor Lance, has a research and development mm-hmm. team. Who goes and does research for him, and that's what made me clip Just like, why don't, why don't I have, one? <laughs> why don't we do that? So I think that's a really good.
2: Yeah. Yeah. There's well, so many parents that are specialists. Yeah, in so many things. I, too. Exactly. Yeah. yeah,
1: it's good. And then the one we do think of probably a lot is, but like assisting with all kind of outreaches and retreats. So they price, they purchase, they buy things. They're doing costume supplies, uh, collect registrations fees. They help clean up. Like that's just you know, it's just uh, it's behind the scenes. It's supportive. Because uh, there are some parents that even though they're cleaning up after
2: youth all the time, they're yes. still willing to go and do it again hey. at yeah. the end of an event. And those
1: people impress the socks off of me. Yeah. I, I love cleaning up. I don't know what it is about it, but I will stay behind every event to help clean up for some reason. So we have an event coming up Crits. Soon, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm not volunteering. Uh, oh, I, I, was, uh, I went to visit one of my um, students doing an internship at a little church, which will rename we remain nameless, And they have their own house for their youth group. And I'm like, this is so cool. And I walk in. It was disgusting. (laughs) Like it was dirty. (laughs) It was dingy. There was nothing on the walls. The floor was half torn up. Ratty furniture. And I just thought. That sounds about right. (laughs) Yeah, that's youth ministry. (laughs) That's super cool, right? (laughs) I guess I am getting old. Because I thought you could do something with this room. Yeah. Yeah. like a little bit of time. I mean, clean it up, come on, but a little bit of work. And so parents could be those ones who could come in and, and look with new eyes to your space. And I've been in in your youth rooms and they are awesome, right? They are currently awesome. Uh, I don't recall what's on the walls. Sometimes you don't have the whole room to use, but if you do, what's on the walls? And I suggested to this student, it's not that hard these days to make like these poster size things of your students, yeah. yep. right? Doing activities and just slap those up on the wall. Every time that kid comes in they're gonna be bang that's me right there yep, that's good amen so that kind of stuff coordinating food every youth group it needs wants food whether it's a weekly thing um snacks on on your midweek um and the, and the parents don't have to bring it all they can just coordinate it right uh, oh i i heard the story years ago there was a youth worker who had a woman, and this was a small youth group, so it probably couldn't happen here, but she would make dinner for the entire youth group every Wednesday night. What? Like Every Wednesday night, it'd start with dinner at this woman's house, or she'd bring it to the church or whatever. Mm. Like That was pretty cool. Yeah. And so that's a good one. Uh, providing childcare. When I was a young youth worker, my wife worked with me for all of about, I don't know, six, nine months in ministry. She got pregnant. We had a baby. And that was the end. Uh, that could have been the end of her career but a woman in our church said I will babysit. And so for the next year, I got my wife for a whole nother year and this woman would come to our house, watch our kid, and my wife and I would go do youth ministry. Amen. And you lose a lot of leaders from them having kids and they Tell can't Tell me about it. Yeah. <laughs> or or
2: they or they won't commit because they have like yep. a 2-year-old yep. or a 4-year-old and they, they are, their personality is right. they're their personalities right? Their engagement yeah. with teens is right? And so yeah, these are these are ways to to step in. Um, one of the things I was I was thinking about all this, like coming from the youth pastor side is, you know, these things that Fritz is listing through are so good. And w- the reason why they're so good is because most youth pastors, myself included when I was doing it, I'm going. sure Fritz, <laughs> and, and same thing for Cliff, we're afraid to ask mm-hmm. because sometimes we're going, okay, we're the paid ones. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we feel like the parents are going to be like, well, why are they asking me to do it all? We're paying you to... But there's often so much to do. There's such a wide scope and there's so many other gifts and talents that – you know, it's not just about the youth pastor and his youth leaders and his youth team. It needs to be mm-hmm. you parents, which is why we're talking about all yeah, this stuff. I love this. The,
0: yeah. And that's so good. And if you are a uh, parent of a teenager who goes to our youth group at Bridgeway, here's here's my invitation. If all of these things that Fritz is just talking about, uh, you're, you're passionate about, please shoot me an email. <laughs> yeah. I would love to partner with you. You know, I say this all the time that we are, um, we're a team in this. And so if any of these things that we're talking about, you're like, man, I want to help out the ministry in some, way, Um, email me at cwoodward at bridgeway.church. And I'd love to um, invite you and and see how we
2: can use your giftings to support Mm -hmm. these teenagers. And and we'll speak for other youth pastors. If 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 your kids don't go to our church, we encourage you to go up to your youth pastor or shoot them a text or an email and say, hey, I was just listening to something recently and I'm wondering how I can be more supportive is there anything that, that has to do with this type of skill set that I can help with? And I guarantee you, oh, they the will cry. Probably, will, yeah, <laughs> they cry. will be so ecstatic. Or an emoji smiley face.
1: Yeah, I was uh, reading in uh, Doug Fields' first two years of youth ministry the other day uh, with some students, and one of the one of the downfalls of the rise of the professional youth worker is the lack of volunteers. Yeah, because Amen. they think we do it all now because you're paid, and so they step back, and we yeah. don't want that, right? So.
2: Do you remember Mark Iaconelli that used to mm-hmm. write all the books back for youth specialties? I remember he wrote or he collected a whole like set of people's testimonies, youth pastors, mm-hmm. and it was stories of people that were youth pastors that got overrun with the ministries and so they downgraded back to volunteers <laughs> and how and but how they were more appreciated and valued yeah. as volunteers than they were as paid youth mm-hmm. workers because they were doing the same stuff yep. but not being paid for it and once people are doing it for free, people love them. But once mm. they're paid. And I remember that stood out to me. I grabbed one of the books back in the day at U Specialties and I was mm. like, "What?"
1: Yeah, so, it's tough.
2: Yeah.
0: So what's the next one?
1: Okay, so we're, we're we're kind of moving up from, you know, you're hanging out with kids to now every every great once in a while you kind of step in, but it's behind the scenes. The, the next one is occasional and specific. So it's a little more focused. So there's parents out there that have these special skills. Um, they could be beneficial for one time or yearly projects. Um, some youth workers insist on this all or nothing. You're either my leader all the time. That's it. You're here every time the doors are open for you're here or not. Yeah. And this is one of those knots. This is like, no, don't, don't miss out on this opportunities. People have amazing gifts and skills. They don't want to be here all the time, but yeah. they can really chip in and do some things. So don't look over overlook those gifted parents. So right after I left uh, my last church, we had talked for a long time, and I had a great volunteer. I had 15, 17 cool volunteers. Someone worked with me the entire 11 years I was there mm. and were there much later that's after cool. that. Even. Wow, that's so cool. So we had talked about redoing the youth room. It had, what do you call the ceiling right here, uh, th- that white
2: Uh, Death by asbestos. Yeah, gross square
1: Uh, (laughs) things, right, with the little metal pieces in between. That's what we had in our youth room. And we had talked forever. Let's blow that up. Like, let's just get rid of it. And we have cool, you know, beams back under there and the ceiling, the whole, you know, warehouse feel. And we didn't do it. And I left. And the two people that were volunteering, filling in, they ended up being there a year. And they spent like a yearly budget in like three months because nobody was really watching them. But they did it. That's, I mean, and they did it uh, all by volunteers as much wow. as they could, though. Like, like they had construction guys and wiring, electrical. And, and it was amazing. I came back not that much later. I'm like, whoa, this is so much better than what we had when I was here. But it was all done by mostly the volunteers, even many of them that were already on the team. So that was pretty cool. Uh, other parents can teach and speak. What is it parents know about that you don't? Hmm, Cliff, are there things parents know about you don't? Oh, there's <laughs>
0: plenty of parents that know about things that I that I. Don't necessarily know. Like, well, I, I have a corner market. I don't know. What you guys are
1: talking. Yeah, I do. Yeah. Well, that's because you are a parent, so you know.
0: <laughs> yeah, there you go.
1: And that gives you a break from teaching, you know. And you do that. You bring in guest speakers occasionally, but mm-hmm. I'm talking about specifically parents who know something. It gives kids a different voice. And again, if a parent, they may have their own kid there, and their kids like, I'm not listening to a word they say, but the kid next to him's going, "Hey, man, that's that's good information. That's good stuff." Yeah. So it can kind of break that up. Uh, we talked about food earlier, but this is more specifically cooking and menu planning for retreats and other events. And I remember one time we went to the beach, and the cook rolls in with clams she had just dug up, and they were just for me, like a little secret menu. And she gave me this thing of clams. I'm like, "What month is it?" Because you know, there's certain months you can only eat clams. Did eat. not know this. Yeah, no. so you learn something new every time I you listen know. to a podcast. Callers will have to call on this one. You have to. Um, it has to have a certain letter in the month or something. <laughs> really, it's for reals. Oh, wow. Or you're not supposed that. to eat them. And they have to be a certain size. Anyway, there was this other couple that came to me and I wasn't so sure about them. Like they were they were a bit awkward, but they wanted to help out. And I'm like, okay, what can you do? And they're like, we love to cook. And I'm like, okay, I can, I can risk you coming on a trip to be cooks. These people bought a trailer, eventually outfitted it for just cooking for youth events. Oh, and they did yes. every junior high and high school event for years. And all I would do, I literally would say, we've got 80, 80 people coming. Here's your check. Good luck. And we would have steak and ribs and oh, it was absolutely unbelievable. I'm like um, watering at the mouth right now
2: just <laughs> being like that. That's so But it's like also, it's,
1: it's one of those things that when I'm planning, I don't want to deal with that.
2: Yeah. It's uh, People forget that how much work goes into event planning and coordinating. And so that was why I remember one of the things I wrote down um, when Fritz had given us some of this information is some of it is truly just that we only know what we know. So mm-hmm. we don't even know sometimes if you parents have this skill or you have this passion or you have this ability unless you let us know. Right. and uh, And so we'll ask for certain things at certain times. But like we said before, we don't always remember to do that or we're afraid to. But even when we ask sometimes we don't even know until someone goes, "Oh yeah, this person has this." So, well,
1: Matt, you can check with Cliff cuz when he was a student, I know he'd remember this of course, but I actually gave him a copy of a time and talent survey that you can give out oh, to parents. Yeah. Yes. So, you don't I think I remember I, that. I yeah, whatever. I'm to- uh, I totally you might. I totally remember that. By the way, Cliff Maybe. was like a super A student. He was a really good student. Oh, so you well, thanks. Might, might actually remember that. Uh, <laughs> but that is one way you can do what you're talking about. So whether it's yearly or whenever you want to do that, you try and get that in the hands now. Of course, you put it all online and be a quick survey monkey kind of thing. And, yeah. and then, you know, then you know more than you knew before. Do they have cabins and boats? And um, you know, are they willing to drive? And all that sort of stuff. Yeah, gold so, bullion and all that. Yeah. How about level four? All right. Um, the other ones under there are just drivers, first aid people. Uh, all those things are really important for occasional and specific. Then input and direction. Now, this is moving up a level to where this is by invite. Well, well it can be formal. You can have a group of parents that you've invited now into the, like, like the inner part of your ministry to talk about. Um, they observe. They see the kids. And then they're saying, hey, here's what we're seeing. And again, Cliff, you're young. Matt, you're older I'm (laughs) I'm ancient and so we the three of us though form the perfect triad of if if we were all parents if you happen to be a parent you'd be a very young parent you'd be a parent with some teens I'd be a parent with kids out of the house we're all gonna see things from a different perspective And so how do we get together with some of those parents and say, what are you seeing, you know, what what do you, what do you got now that you wouldn't have a junior high kid and a college age kids, but that kind of thing. So really, um, and it can be informal. I was thinking, you know, what, how do you guys assess that? Do you walk around? How often are you able to talk with parents who have kind of peeked into the ministry and gotten some of their input? Um, so this is, this is something usually it's, Sort of an invite. I want the, this set of parents or this eight or so pay people yeah. around to do that. So, and
2: what I like about that is it's a controlled thing because, like, mm. as we know, like people in any type of aspect of ministry or non-ministry, adults can get together and shoot the breeze and talk or. Everybody complain. always has opinions. Or, or and yeah. what's nice is when you give a little bit of direction to that. That you know, some of your parents are coming on a team like that, or even mm. offering that or your youth pastor invites you into that, it gives you a chance to have some direction on the type of things that they're looking for. So it's not just gripe sessions or or reactionary, but yeah. going, hey, you what, are you, what are you hearing your kids say about right. this or that? And yep. and I think that's it's a, it's a really important piece.
1: And to, often it is they want to just look for their own kid. And so you have to even temper this as you build it to be, this isn't about just your kid. It's about all the group and yeah. what we're seeing there.
0: And as a youth pastor myself, um, I always tend to have, I have to remind myself to ask parents, what what their students are saying about the ministry too mm-hmm. cuz a lot of times the students won't tell me but they they will tell their parents yep. so that's good amen. input is good
2: amen and and like uh and again like even though what you were talking about with the last stage fritz surveys can work for that that mm-hmm. i mean you can get together for meetings but you can also have that close team right where you send out yeah you know one or two three questions for them to stir on before you guys meet Right. It doesn't all have to be live meetings. It can, you can be involving them quite often.
1: And I'm sure you guys would say you have an open door with parents. They can come, drop by. They could be a youth group if they want. I mean, you don't want them there all the time necessarily. You create some space with them. And it depends what the kid's relationship with the parents are. Yeah. But being able to at least invite some in specifically to say, hey, would you walk around? Would you keep, would you see what's, I've been in in both the high school and junior higher here recently. And it's really fun for me as an outsider just to walk around and see things. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Yeah.
2: And and if I could give one encouragement, we'll mm-hmm. go to the last point here. Um, if you're a parent that like your, your kids have already graduated mm-hmm. from the ministry and you don't have kids in there specifically, but you're at the church and you still always have a heart for it, um, that's a good time to come and talk with the youth pastor because sometimes you could also be a prayer warrior for mm-hmm. them. But because your students are out of the ministry, the, the, the youth pastor won't feel that like I can't share everything, you know, but that they can they can ask stuff of you. And so uh, because you're you're not directly involved with the concerns or the issues that are right yeah. in front of you. So
1: yeah. Actually I kind of feel bad now because like prayer warrior wasn't any of my other ones like, you know, specific or, you know, occasional or any of the roles parents yeah. can have. But.
2: it's s cause it's assumed. because you know it's that all of you They're parents that are listening to this podcast praying. are like epic prayer praying eight hours a day. Absolutely. Hey, if you
1: have teenagers, Sorry. you are praying. Yeah. It's, yeah, a, no, it's yeah. an yeah. It is a subtle, <laughs> it's always like, <laughs> it's a Lord, help me. To... <laughs> Lord, help me
2: get out of my bed. Help me not to punch them in the face. Help <laughs> no, me not to. <laughs> I remember.
1: <laughs> so, right.
0: Fritz, kind of as we're wrapping up, what would be the last kind of last of these five here?
1: Well, this is the one that everybody thinks is the youth ministry volunteer. It's called Upfront and Visible. And most youth ministries in the world run with these volunteers. It's a group of committed uh, adults who are teaching. They're leading small groups. They're planning retreats. They're building relationship with kids. They're there on midweek. They're there on Sundays. They go on the weekends. They're on the mission trip. Like, like this is like the intense of all the levels. Yeah, and not everyone should be at this on this level. And so it really has to be um, kind of a combination of what the needs are in the group, what the youth worker thinks about the parent. Uh, I always say it's the kids group first. So if kids, mm-hmm. if you may, I, I really adored some parents and their kid would say, yeah, if they come, I don't, I'm not going to be here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so I say, okay, sorry, this isn't the time, maybe another time. Um, but, but trying to find that balance of volunteers that are different ages and genders and an economic status and all that sort of stuff. So when you bring your team together, you like just feel like you have a, a beautiful mix of everyone. Yeah. But that last one really is, again, a sort of invitation. You could always ask as a parent and say, hey, I'm, I would I would like to consider volunteering and, and see where it goes from there.
2: Yeah. yeah good. And I think each of us could think of different parents uh, that have served in our ministries that you would like, you know, if we had time here to just do a personal shout out so you could go through the list oh, of I had parents. tons. And, and like you said, you could go through how you end up cutting it, like like clarifying to them what's needed and when they should be thinking about their kids and when they need to be cautious and not reactionary. And that could be a whole other thing. But there's so many parents that have stepped into these roles, and then they have been a catalyst not only for their own kids but for other students in the ministry. Yeah. Yeah. And they become – I mean they're very – you know, well remembered and God's glorified through it. Mm. So, um, well, we're out of time, but we've had we had a chance to cover a lot of great stuff. Um, we hope these things uh, are some good ideas for you, parents. And so, we just want to thank you for listening to the Engaging Parenting Podcast. And if you have questions or things that you would like for us to address within the podcast, you can email us at ask at bridgeway church. And then, uh, yeah, we hope to have you listen in on the next one. We're going to be talking with uh, Professor Fritz some more. So, uh, we'll see you again soon.
0: Thank you for listening to the Engaging Parenting Podcast, hosted by Pastor Matt Bach and Pastor Cliff Woodward, presented by Bridgeway Christian Church. For more information about Bridgeway and other content, visit bridgeway.church.